as you will, whatever. Recording this introduction in the closet just for audio sound kind of uh, experiments. I usually do them in an open room with like a vibrating water heater near me. Because like, man, all night. So this time you get to hear me stepping on the vacuum cleaner in the darkness and like shifting around farting in here. Hot box in the fucking closet, baby, <laughs> with that old shroom fart. Yeah, I've been eating shrooms for like the last on and off every other day for like three days, just like a gram, because I only can get an eighth. But I don't know if they're working the same. Maybe they ain't as strong as they used to be. Maybe the kids are fucking it up because they were dry as hell. Like they didn't have any blueness as much as they used to, but they work. You know, I felt like a light elevation I just kept hitting hella fucking vape hits the whole time and laughing about other people being angry about fake problems maybe I should just stand in here for the whole 40 minutes of the come up with y'all just to see what happens but yeah I've been missing out on a lot of my dates so like the 29th I was supposed to be in Durham but I was also in High Point at a real ass competition yeah, it was kind of fun. I killed it. It was like 80 people in a hotel at the Red Line Hotel in High Point on Main Street. A packed out show. It scared me at first. Like When I signed up for the competition, the guy was like, you got to bring two people. I was like, damn. <laughs> it was like nine guys in the show. So like, we got 18 people here. But really, started out, it was like a real black comedy show where you had like 10 vendors. Everybody's selling like cups and uh, artisan popcorn. That's a weird thing. Black people have been getting into selling artisan popcorn for like the last 10 years. I don't know if it's like a Masonic plot trying to get us to be all business owners, but in like the most benign business ever. Shout out to them boys, though. That popcorn was hella hardcore, baby. That shit, that Oreo cream popcorn with the little Oreo pieces embedded in the corn. <laughs> Crazy. It was like a $5 plus I gave a $3 tip because I'm a fucking nice guy. That's what happens. Like, uh, black comedy shows. Comics usually don't have money at all. Like, we were we went to that show so we could win that $500 prize. And it's funny. Like, if you go up first at a competition, that's what they say. Usually you shouldn't do it. They be like, if you go up first, the crowd's going to forget about you by the time the last guy goes on, which is true because the show went on for like an hour and 20 for like the last dude. Some of the dudes didn't show up till like it was like a half hour before the show's about to be over or round one. The motherfucker didn't even get there. <laughs> I guess he gotta do what he gotta do, but he was late. But yeah. During the oh yeah, crowd voting. I got a little bone to pick with the noise above like the hand above the head, like the clap it up scale. It doesn't work. It's not accurate. <laughs> Cause like we went through all the comics and I was on the end, even though I went up first. And, like, everybody else got claps, but I got a whoop, 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 dog pound from the back. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit, I fucking won this competition. I was just, like, walking around in circles. Not in my head, you know, not actually walking around in circles. But I was just like, oh, shit, did I win this 500? Or did I make it in round two and have to do another clean 10-minute set? I did the first clean set. That was killer. Like, I went up first and blew the doors off. To a point where they're like, we got to reset the audience before we bring up the next comic. Because everybody was yelling. I'm like, hell yeah. I felt nervous. Like I, like, I love doing good, but I don't like being in the room. 
I never knew how to accept praise yet. Like, I'm still learning how to, people be like, oh, Phil, you cool, man. You funny. Keep doing it. I'm like, oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> you gotta, it's too much. It hurts. All the while having a persona on the internet, it's like a, a arrogant asshole, because that's what I do. Like, I'm mixing the rap. But I can't say too much about my fucking steez, because all these fucking cocks keep trying to steal the flow. Like, that's what Dolomite taught me. Dolomite teaches you that the industry will talk shit about what you do until you do it, and then they'll come out with, like, five versions of the exact same thing that you were doing that are slightly tweaked and watered down, like, Undercover Brother and all that other shit. <laughs> Fucking the past came out with. They were like, oh, yeah, that'll never work. There's never been a comedy of that sort, an absurdist black comedy. It's like a rapper freestyle guy. They're like, that don't ever work. And then it did work. And then they're like, well, you know, that's just like a one-time-in-the-bag thing. And then they make three more movies, and it's like a cultural phenomenon, and they still deny it. But then they're like, oh, well, we got we got our Dolomite over here. His name is Eddie Griffin. He has like 20 kids. Let's get him in the undercover. Hello, and welcome to a special coronavirus quarantine episode of the Filuminati Philosophy Podcast. No need for introductions. I am not actually who you think I am. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just fucking with you. I figured out I may have started the coronavirus accidentally because of what happened at my job, Sports Endeavors, in between the years of 2009 to 2014. Because, hey, all right, let me give you the backstory. I was working at Sports Endeavors, trying to do comedy, and uh, working third shift from midnight to 8 in the morning for a shitty soccer company named Eurosports soccer.com, and I started getting pissed. I was real depressed, drinking, letting dudes suck my dick and fuck me from Craigslist, so I was like, I need a change. And my friend gave me some shrooms, started doing comedy, life changed, started being like a prophetic fool or a stranic as they call them going around trying to help people out giving all this love and positivity out while still hiding a lot of my deep-seated like hatred of myself and what appeared to have happened to me when I was a child because this what happened we were working great I was working there beautifully for about couple years because we can listen to music but then out of nowhere they're like we got to do some changes around here we got to start fucking with the autistic guy by making it so you only can listen to music in one ear which throws you off balance and pisses me the fuck off but whatever during that time i was switching shifts i started out on first i started out on second went to first then went to third then back to first and there's this guy named brian michael ross a former marine freemason and uh, purveyor and seller of child pornography as they would soon be revealed about four years after I quit the job. But, yeah, pretty much I started like a fake revolution on my third shift job. I remember the first day Brian Ross went to third shift, he called me a communist and said I was a fucking whatever. But I'm not a communist. I'm a libertarian. So I was like, oh, yeah, this guy has a whole script against me already in his head and like bias so I'm going to fuck with him because I was like, I don't care about this job. This job sucks. It's going nowhere. I'm being tortured. I'm dying of fucking diabetes. So I can't stay awake. 
or I can't, and I can't go to sleep. So I just drink coffee all night at work because it's free, even though I'm sensitive to caffeine for my family's genes, whatever. But yeah, got in there. I started a revolution immediately. I turned everybody on the work floor against Brian because he was an ineffective leader. But he was a company man, and the company loved him. CEO and President Brendan Moylan, and uh, I forgot the other guy's name. But he's bald and he's a Jew. He's an asshole. But no, it's not because he's Jewish. It's because he's rich and entitled and feel like they can do anything they want to their cattle, aka black people or anybody that makes under like fifty grand a year. So day one. I was like, there was a situation where a supervisor position had come over, not a supervisor, a lead position had come open, and there was about 10 people in line for it, because we had all been trainers and leads and all that shit, so we were like, we want to get a permanent-ass job, and then there was this lady named Sharon, who fucked like a bunch of those guys on there, mostly Brian, and probably, I don't know who else. And she got a job because Brian Ross came out and said, we're not having interviews for this internal position. We're just going to give it to Sharon. And then that kind of set everybody against each other because we know she was a whore and fucked, like, everybody in the, like, company that wasn't her husband. And he worked there. That's the funny thing. Like, she fucked everybody that worked there. They all knew it. My friend Dexter from kindergarten was like, yeah, that girl Sharon be fucking me all the time. And that was, like, a year ago. Like, <laughs> she's still fucking and I saw him at the library. He got arrested for breaking in and entering and all this other robbery shit. But anyway, besides the point. So I went to work on shrooms. And God was like, this place is full of rapists. It's not going to be here in 10 years. Don't worry about it. Get out. And whatever. But since I was so jacked up on caffeine and supposedly mentally ill, even though I think it was just God channeling through me and trying to help some motherfuckers out. Because everything I said came out true. Like, regardless of whatever the fucking things I did, which is pretend to be a terrorist and, like, a lone wolf joker clone, the black joker, as they call it, it all came out true. So I pretended, like, what really pissed me off was they were on my Facebook. They said they have a social media, like, overseer to looks at everything you post on your social media and see if it's going to make the company look bad so they're trying to dissuade you from exposing trade secrets as they called them but the trade secrets were open because everybody knew that there was some weird shit going around in the company mostly girls sucking dick to get on and like a lot of the girls that were from second shift said that Brian made them feel uncomfortable and he was very aggressive. I mean, it's like, that's textbook narcissist, alcoholic, control freak mentality. Like, they only love people who follow along with all their rules. And if you don't, you get pushed to the outskirts and vilified. And they try to turn everybody against you by saying you think you're Jesus. Even though it's a metaphor. Just like when the Jews say they're God's chosen people. It's a metaphor, but some of the motherfuckers take it literally and think they can do whatever they want to to you, which I found out in comedy six years later. Because it's 2020 now, six years after I quit that job at Sports Endeavors, and life is still kind of uh, unnecessarily hard because of all these weird psychological operations going on around it. I get the fact that if you go on the internet saying that after Chris Dorner did this thing that people should kill more cops, it would be perceived as negative. But it's not actually negative if the only cops you're going to kill are the evil ones. Well, you can't tell who is who, so it's hard, but, you know, you never know. 
It's part of being a provocateur. It's like satire. Post-ironic satire is what it's called. Where it's not funny, but it's funny that I'm doing it. Because everybody else gets to do it. Like police, I mean, like rappers and all that shit. It's like people who were financed by Jews or saying the right things in the wrong way get kind of a pass. But it, that kind of artistic license has never been granted to comedians before. Which is something I wanted to bring to the table. As being like a rock star slash activist slash fashion icon slash militant fucking revolutionary abolitionist whatever <laughs> to the table. Like, nobody done that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if Andrew Dice Clay had a fucking gang of money and was just like rolling up on the establishment and calling them out for all that bullshit? Because they've been bullshitting us for years. Like, under Obama is when I was still working at Sports and Everest and all this healthcare shit was going on. Everybody's kind of getting pushed in certain directions. And I come from the South. And we're country. We're Christian. We're anti-government. We're anti-people trying to control us because for thousands of years, motherfuckers been fucking with Africans. <laughs> Obviously, that's true. Tusky airmen, hashtag, whatever. <laughs> Shit's been going on for years. So we don't really trust doctors. Plus, I've seen from my father and a lot of people in my family have been put on prescription drugs and none of their symptoms actually were alleviated. They kind of got worse. And what pissed me off the most was this, how much the medicine cost. Because the thing was, he's been working 17 hours a year for like 30 years and that itself is going to make you go crazy because if you don't get sleep, it kind of erodes your mind. Your mind doesn't give a chance to get rest. And you only have six hours to be at your fucking house every day while your kids are at school and you work all those other hours. It's going to cause mental illness. Because that's what I was being pushed to. They're like, why don't you just keep your job and get another job and just try to make money? It's like, yeah, you got to say you're so concerned about safety and mental health. You don't won't admit the true fact that overworking yourself and having a horrible diet which is the only shit you can afford after paying for all this fucking garbage they trying to push down your throat it's gonna have the same result we're all gonna die we're all gonna get fucked up so yeah what's the balance in that <laughs> there really is none it's like you they try to say work-life balance we want to work with people and help them out get them a little bit better but all the while Requiring way more than they're ever going to get back financially. Because I like I was doing crazy shit at Sports Endeavors. I was like making jokes saying that these girls can get more money selling their underwear on the internet than they could ever working 60 hours a week in a place that only make 1500 a month. But yeah. That's what they think. They kept saying that I was I want what they have. Like they said I was jealous of their money. I don't care about money. I'm like one of the assholes that would give it all away after 50k if I was like a CEO of a big ass co- soccer company. But you can't do that because all the other businesses would probably try to like railroad you into bankruptcy cuz you didn't join up with the Freemason business government fascist police alliance. But yeah. All while that shit was going on, my little brother got kind of harassed and assaulted by the police. They pulled him over. They planted drugs on him. They tried to, like, scare him. He did pee himself. He was driving drunk, but they didn't warrant bringing, like, five cops out and ripping his car apart because they thought he was me because they were going on my Facebook and using 
like all my location stuff and like tracking to try to like get me. But the problem was, I'm a troll. Everything I post on the internet is kind of like half true, half fake, but you can't really know which is which because that's what, the only way you can defend yourself against warrantless spying, which is what everybody else agrees to. And because everybody's being put in fear of getting in trouble, but the problem with being afraid of getting in trouble is you won't actually get any real like results from anything you say. Like if you're just saying everything in between the lines of what's acceptable then all this evil shit's going to keep going on and nobody's going to fucking uh, get there. I don't know. <laughs> I got to write all this shit out. I got to rewrite this shit and come out with a speech so we can destroy these damn reptilians. Because I noticed some weird shit. <laughs> like, when I was there, I would say crazy shit about, like, stuff I noticed because I just didn't have no filter. They thought I was just a fucking shroomed out autistic retard, but I was like a super genius. I just wouldn't let them know what I actually knew, because that's what they would do to use against me. They like that's the thing they kept saying, "Are you telling the truth?" Or like, I mean, I can't, because you're not telling me the truth. That's why, I, like, that's the Jew mentality. Like, don't ask me no questions. I'll tell you no lies. But you want to question everything, thinking uh, we got a fucking real relationship. You're kind of barking up the wrong damn tree, baby. That's another. <laughs> that's another thing I noticed. Masons and like Jews love using little quips to try to control people. They were doing meme shit way back then. Like they were putting up these weird posters saying, "Don't believe everything you think." I'm like, "How do you think I believe it?" I was like, "I'm not believing anything. I'm just you think I believe it because I said it, but just because I said it doesn't mean I believe it. Especially if you're saying things you don't believe to try to fuck with my head." He would leave his kids in the break room with a bunch of people knowing that we hire ex-felons like if you're a ceo of a fucking soccer company during uh like one of the biggest soccer world cup years ever couldn't you afford a fucking babysitter instead of letting your three like under 10 year old kids sit around and watch spongebob surrounded by human garbage pardon the point i mean i didn't meet a lot of those people at the plasma place but Getting back to how I started coronavirus. I did a lot of weird gay shit over the course of my life and may or may not have like a micro dose of some sort of virus. Don't want to speak on it, but whatever. And I was desperate and I sold my plasma. But then I got this weird ass revelation saying that maybe Alex Jones is right about people being psychic vampires and Hillary Clinton drinking like blood or whatever because donating plasma you get twenty dollars and you risk your life every plasma center in the world should be shut down if in fact they care about people dying because people die all the time there's a certain percentage of human beings that die because of the people that work at those plasma centers they have a six-week degree they don't even have a real degree all they know how to do is stick people and, and like draw blood they're not real nurses Cause like most motherfuckers worked there had dreads <laughs> and like the bitch she was like I got pregnant when I was fourteen but she was fine though and she got herself a little certificate so she can buy herself some red bottoms or whatever. But yeah, that was my plan. It was like all right, I'm donating to all this plasma, so maybe a couple of these boys might drink some of this weird ass like golden liquid that comes out of stressed out, adrenalized people and start dropping off CEOs. That's why they don't tell you about coronavirus. Why is no homeless people dying of it? It's all like Tom Hanks and Rich Bill Gates. Everybody's stepping down. All these people are getting weird about shit. 
I was like, maybe y'all boys went to the wrong damn, the wrong damn uh, Bohemian Grove party. You took a shot of Phil's <laughs> fucking tainted taint blood. Because, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's fun, though. I'm happy I got my little plan off. And I'm happy I'm still alive to talk about all this weird shit that they did. Like, uh, second thing that happened. I got hit by a car, like, three years ago. Like, somebody ran into the back of me in gridlock traffic. And I, I understand you hit somebody, like, a bump. But he, we were going down the middle main road of Mebbin, where all the houses are. This is, I guess, Main Street. And I was going towards the library, and there was, like, car to car. Like, the whole place was blocked off. It was, like, so far back. So, everybody's creeping up about two miles per hour. Then I look in our rearview mirror. Somebody's going, like, 50 in a Dodge green truck directly at me. And I was like, well, I'm going to let off the brakes so it won't be such an impact. And it, like, completely smashed his car. It didn't really fuck up my car. It knocked off the Mazda logo and, like, a couple little dents. But it did give me hardcore whiplash because I heard my next thing. But the funny thing was, I had just taken a dab about five minutes before. So I was like, I didn't feel nothing. I was standing up, beautiful, cleaning all the weed, paraphernalia out of my car. Kind of the police throwing away in five minutes. But survived through that. It didn't sue them either. I think they were expecting me to go to the doctor and then get killed like Kanye West's mom or Joan Rivers. But since we're black, we don't give a fuck about going to the doctor. And... Like, that's another thing. Like, Kill Bill, they kind of showed that off, too. Like, they had a whole hospital with a wing that just girls got, like, put in a coma and raped all day. I was like, what if that happened to me when I got my tonsils taken out? Because why else would I have, like, a hardcore hallucination of getting raped and murdered by, like, dinosaurs? And then I woke up, I was in another reality. And I was like, a white guy got stabbed in the stomach trying to get the food line. I was like, damn. But then everybody's talking about interdimensional child molester. Like, maybe they dosed me up with DMT when I was getting my tonsils taken out. And then let an actual guy butt fuck me while an actual demon butt fuck me. And then my dad also has the same like story about getting butt fucked by demons. So it's like the same generational like system has been fucking with black people for years. A lot of people had this fucking problem. But then everybody else thought me. It's like, oh, you're just trying to use this to get attention because everybody else is talking about molestation. I'm like, nah, I got molested by the universe and a bunch of fucking occult beings. That are in on some weird secret shit that nobody can really explain. And the news won't touch. And they know it's true, but they're like, hey, we got to keep quiet. I don't want to die. That's pretty much what every journalist says. And that's another reason I have an embattled relationship with a local comedy community. Because it's ran by a goddamn lizard person named Jenny Snitzel. No offense, I love you. But you are kind of perpetuating an abusive system all the while pretending you care about people. Because... Really, with the basis of everything, all problems are started by industry and the love of money. That's what the Bible says is the root of all evil. Like, I know what everybody's doing, but I can't tell them that I know what they're doing because they don't try to use it as an excuse to try to dismiss me as being crazy. But everybody gets, like, everybody knows it's true. Like, everybody's like, Phil, you hate Jesus. Like, no, I just hate the, the rich ones that use their power and influence to try to destroy free speakers and free speech advocates and like self-defense advocates and pretty much anybody who goes outside the line of what the industry wants you to think so yeah quick ran over gotta pee again i'm in detoxing out here because a lot of my revelations are coming true like maybe maybe we ain't as good as we think it is maybe 
They been like putting some damn Corona shit in the carts. Maybe Idris Elba got like a damn one of my uh, what's the things called Mario carts. Some weed carts are poison. That's what the thing is. Like nobody knows what the truth is because everybody's like, oh, that's not a real article. Everything's fake news. It's like an information war more than it is an actual war. But I'd rather have actual war because at least you can see the wins and losses in real time. You don't have to be like, I told you so. And then everybody's like, no, you didn't. And I was like, well, you weren't listening, so how would you even know in the first place? Damn. (sighs) Maybe I should focus my energy more. Maybe I should not just put out the raw first draft. But if I don't put out the raw first draft, it's manipulated. You know what I'm saying? I got to come straight off the dome piece. I really need a doubter in the room with me just so I can argue with him and make this shit more entertaining than just me walking around in circles talking to myself. <laughs> Who else is fucking? I don't have anybody's number. I can't call nobody no more because I have a fucking. It's destroyed. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Trying to stop smoking cigarettes. Been about a week since I smoked weed. Or two. Feeling good. Getting ready to get a good ass job. Working for the devil. Jeff Bezos at Amazon, you know. Because that's the that's another funny thing people won't admit. Uh, during this coronavirus, he's like one of the richest men in the world. Owns an island just like Jeffrey Epstein. And Amazon, the company, put out a solicitation for donations during these tough times i like that motherfucker got enough money to pay everybody in the world whatever but they won't do it because they want to use everybody's fucking sympathy and all this fucking collectivism and everybody coming together to they only use like people only be nice to each other in a tragedy so they have to make them a fake tragedy so they can direct to where all the fucking charity goes and really it's right back to themselves but whatever i'm getting the shotgun I'm just going to sit in the damn woods and grow my own crops. Tell everybody else to suck my dick. Because I'm going to be funny forever. You know what I'm saying? As soon as all that shit blows over. By 2024, which is the exact 10 years from when uh, I said that company won't exist anymore. So that's the new that's the new timeline. We got four years. MAGA 2020. Trump going to ride that wave into the apocalypse. And then after that, you better watch the fuck out. Because it's going to be a Democrat. And they are going to fucking... Go full fascist. And you might have to kill your best friends. Or maybe they might already be dead. Who knows? They maybe they, didn't, they like kept smoking weed and like kept smoking cigarettes and using their or suppressing their immune systems and not eating the right vitamins and micronutrients like magnesium and zinc, which are great antivirals and vitamin A. You know what I'm saying? We out here. Fucking surviving. Like some damn real ones that's the funny thing they kept saying that phil they're like he's not wrong but it's not right to say i'm like what do you mean it's not right to say like who are you supposed to support your business because like if you say all this stuff about the people who run soccer.com being pedophiles then like 500 people are gonna lose their jobs i'm like well you should have thought about that before you started jerking off the young boys getting fucking murdered and or i don't know (laughs) that's the thing it leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you discover some fucking nasty shit. But you're like, alright, you care about people. But you gotta figure out a way to get them to stop. But they can't. It's never, it's like, I'm Matthew McConaughey. Like, when I watch True Detective, I'm like, oh shit. This is my life, but it's been depicted way better. Because 
It's McConaughey. I mean, who else could play me but Matthew McConaughey? Can you imagine? Got Matthew McConaughey doing stand-up comedy. Really esoteric mysticism or black mysticism mixed with a little bit of that. Freaking prophetic, pathetic. I don't know. I'm just trying, I'm just, I've been really trying to rap now. I'm like, fuck, fuck comedy. Fuck trying to like destroy it from the bottom. You know what I'm saying? But that's where the base of the pyramid is. If, you, if the pyramid had no base, then what the point, man? Get it? <laughs> oh, oh, coining phrases. The pyramid has no base, then there's no point. I mean, the point exists, but it's going to be wobbly. It's not going to be where it rightly centered like it's supposed to. Or with the base that just disappears, just fall, and then like the next level up becomes the base. I don't know. That's what you got to keep saying. I don't know. That's one of my favorite quotes. Like, I don't know, man. You know, whatever. Well, you know. You don't. You know you don't know, but you know I don't know, but who knows? <laughs> Who's who? Where's who at? Get that who ass over. Uh, I'm doing Dr. Seuss wordplay. Confusing. Confounding. I'm in my compound thing. <laughs> Me being sober is like the most natural high. I think I should just stay sober and just start like using my actual energy powers and start fucking with the the matrix a little more. You can't fuck with the matrix if you're on drugs. It makes you believe that it's like all of a, a like a joke. I think all those like acid and stuff was created by the government itself to try to like give people a false impression of what they're supposed to do. Cause all this like one love, we are the world, all this bullshit. Somebody gonna need to grab a gun eventually. We need like that's a problem. We can't meet up. All my boys in the freaking militia, we stuck. We still met up in Charlotte, went to the mountains, whatever. Get our freaking heaters gone. Where we don't survive anyway, you know what I'm saying? All these fucking pussy ass, cop ass, faggot ass pedophiles. No offense to faggots, even though a lot of I think a lot of pedophiles use being gay as like a cover for their pedophilia. They're like, cause I I can't tell the difference. Brian Ross he used to walk around. He looked real aggro. He had tattoos and a motorcycle and a fucking Chevrolet S whatever, Suburban. But really, I used to always catch him putting on chapstick like he was a faggot. Like he used to always stand like his knees slightly bent like, ooh, <laughs> around the corner. And he would like pop out like, yeah, I'm a man. I just make sure I ain't no chaps on my lips. Just lick them, boy. Why are you so obsessed with fucking chapstick? Maybe because he's a lizard person. They have dry ass lips.
this one was thirty dollars. I'm like, mm, I think it's cool. Okay, so I think I did pretty good in the competition. It was funny because everybody felt like I got robbed because when they put their hands over my head for like the applause, he did the woo woo woo. So I, I was the only one that got the dog pound. I should have recorded that like the whole back part. I forgot, but yeah, my phone had only 10% battery life. I forgot my charger, whatever. Fun times because I really don't even care about winning because, you know. I got that tax check coming, baby. I'm gonna put that shit in some weed stocks. Doing stupid shit. A dollar thirty-eight a share, baby. Flipping it for five hundred. My own self. But peace.